Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is the path to Christ. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello everyone, my name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. Today, I want to talk about something Christ said. He said, where I am going, you cannot come. He was speaking to those people who did not believe that God had sent him. He said, I'm going away and you will look for me, but you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. Where I am going, you cannot come. In another place, he said, you will look for me, but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. He said, this is why I told you that you would die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. John 8.24, that's the one that I'm looking for. So that's very beautiful. What I want you to understand is that Christ was coming from the kingdom of heaven and that's where he was also going. He was the extension of heaven and he was in the world but the world knew him not. And then he was going back to the kingdom of God. He brought the kingdom of God to earth and he was coming from the kingdom of God, and he was in the kingdom of God. And in order to enter the kingdom of God, you must follow him. He is the way. And following him, he shows you the path. He shows you the path from beginning to end. And he sends the Holy Spirit to guide you along the way. It's a path from it's a long path. It doesn't have to be a long path. It can be very, very short. Remember the thief on the cross who recognized Christ. And Christ said, today you will be with me in paradise. So for him it was very short. But for most of us it's a long path. Because along the way we have the opportunity to undo what we didn't do right in the past. We've all had many things that we didn't get right. We got them wrong. We did, not that we wanted to, but we were angry. We were upset. We were caught up with the world, with other people, with our peers, with some boyfriend or girlfriend, with some goal, with some notion. Always we were caught up with something. And then we erred. We didn't have awareness. But when you begin on the path, you discover of the little meditation, you discover how to sit quietly and observe thoughts. And then you can go out into the world and be a mom or a dad or a carpenter or an electrician or an accountant or whatever you are and a student 
and you take that awareness with you and you have it with you. And then you can do things with awareness. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. See, there's, I was writing today some new material for a newsletter and also for another book. And I said that you can do, there's two diametrically opposed ways that you can do something. But you can do anything, anything at all, picking up a piece of paper or walking from one place to another, or even scratching, scratching your chin or talking to someone. Or you can do a reading or doing anything. There's two opposite ways you can do it. One way is with awareness. And the other way is with the intention of, of doing away with awareness. Do you understand? So you can want to be aware or you can want not to be aware. Most people don't want to be aware because in the beginning, awareness brings some discomfort. It's like going to have your tooth pulled. You don't want to do it because you know it's going to hurt. So awareness brings discomfort or going to face, face the boss or going to apologize to someone that you did something not so good to. Well, you, you feel more like crawling under the rug. It brings a little bit of discomfort to your ego. And so becoming aware brings discomfort because you have to see that you've been doing things without awareness. You begin to see your own your own inadequacies, your own pretenses. You begin to see your own clumsiness, your own lack of awareness, your foolishness, how easily misled you have been and how angry you have been and how resentful you've been, secretly hating people and so on. You see, you begin to see that and it's painful to see it. So we don't want to see it. We don't want to, we want to think that everything is fine and that everything, we're good and we're fine just the way we are. And so we want to be put to sleep, to awareness. So hypnotists arise in various guises to put you to sleep with their drugs, with their distractions, with their entertainment, with their music, with their games, video games, with their marijuana, with their alcohol, with their mindless banter and trivia and, go and gossip and dis distractions, everything to keep you from awareness. So, so most people don't want to be aware and so they do things in such a way that it won't bring awareness. They they want to see the forest, but they what's the old expression? You you can't see the forest but for the trees. In other words, if you just look at each tree, you don't really you don't get the big picture. There's a forest. Well, that's what most people want to do. They want to see each tree. They don't want to see the they want to don't want to get the big picture. So they look at things in such a way that they don't get the big picture. They talk in a shallow way and avoid, see, avoid something that would, that would cause, see, the other thing we use is we use people. We have some kind of a hypnotic rapport with them, an emotional rapport, 
and we operate on a surface level so that they won't pull the rug out from under us. See, if you expose them, if you see them doing something wrong and you point it out, then they're going to expose you. They're going to call you, right? Call you out. And so we avoid that. So everything we do is to be unaware. But with that attitude, then do you see how you could pick up a piece of paper in such a way that it's a distraction and makes you unaware, but you could pick it up in such a way that it might awaken you? See, people who are closer to their intuition from God, God gave us intuition so that we can be aware and so that we can realize and have insights and realizations and make discoveries of God's world and then of him. How about someone like Isaac Newton? Or someone like um, Albert Einstein? You know, he looked at a clock tower and he had an insight. Most people look at the clock tower and they don't have any insight. They use it as a distraction. Oh, isn't that nice? And they take a picture of it. Or they look at it, and they're, but they're lost in thought, in thinking, what am I going to do? What about this? Who am, what am I going to eat? What am I going to buy? Why did he say that? Or they look at the clock tower, and they see, oh, it's 1230. Oh, I'm late. Um, I'm going to have to rush to do this and that. And see what I mean? But he looked at it, and he realized something about, um, about reality, about the way God made things. So, you know, then how about Isaac Newton? The apple fell. It's a proverbial story. It may not be true, but it's a good story. And it illustrates, you know, because it's like a parable. It, maybe it did happen. Maybe apple did fall. He saw the apple fall. But most people see the apple fall and it doesn't mean anything to them. Or they see the apple fall and they resent it. Or the apple falls and, and hits them on the knee and they resent, resent the apple. But when he saw it fall, he, he said, he began to, he realized gravitation. So it was, it was fantastic. So there's many examples of, uh, you know, was it William Blake that said to see what did he say? To see a heaven in a wildflower? Well, what's, what is it? Let me see if I can find it. William Blake. Yes, there it is. William Blake. Auguries of Innocence. He said to see a world in a grain of sand. And a heaven in a wild flower. Hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. It's very beautiful. So now do you understand that you can do everything in two different ways? One way is with awareness and the other way is without awareness. And you want to do things with awareness for several reasons. Number one, that way you live. See, when you have awareness, then you have access to, to where Christ is coming from and where 
He's leading you too. But when you do things without awareness, then all you have is what's out there getting inside of you and leading you to it. See? They say the criminal always returns to the scene of the crime. So, does it surprise you that that you become that we become addicted to our cigarettes and our marijuana and our alcohol and our texting and our music and our various foods? We got to have them. And people, we become addicted to them. We keep going back over and over. Sometimes it's very pain. It's so painful to see what you're going back to. Why? Why am I doing this over and over again? Well, um, I've given you the clinical basis of it. There's two ways of doing things. One with awareness, one without awareness. When you do something with awareness, something is coming through you, extending through you from the kingdom of God. It flows through you and it comes into you as it flows through you like a divine influx. Some stations carry only the 15-minute version of Shedding Shackles. To hear the complete 30-minute program, go to www.sheddingshackles.com and click on listen. That's www.sheddingshackles.com. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I encourage you to visit the resources available at SheddingShackles.com. If you click on Listen, you can download the most recent program to your mobile device. And you can listen to archived programs stretching back to the year 2009. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music examples that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as El Puerto from the Piano Suite Iberia by Isaac Albeniz. Thanks for listening. There's two ways of doing things. One with awareness, one without awareness. When you do something with awareness, you're coming, something is coming through you, extending through you from the kingdom of God. It flows through you and it comes into you as it flows through you like a divine influx and in it you see in the light and 
then what you do leads to more light. There's a beautiful verse in the book of Psalms that says, In your light we see light, or in your light we have light. In other words, the more light you have, the more you receive. More light, more understanding, more wisdom, more joy, more discoveries, endlessly. But when you don't have anything, Christ said that he who has to him, to the person that has, more will be given. To him that has not, even that will be taken away. So when, when you don't want awareness, do you see what you're giving up when you don't want awareness? When you want to salvage your pride, when you want to save face, when you don't want to rock the boat, when you want to feel good and pretend you're a wonderful person, when you don't want to see your own wrong or being impatient with your kids or, or resenting your partner. See, when you don't want to see that, you're giving up the kingdom of, of heaven. So then, all you have is what's out there. It gets in as a memory and in various ways, and it leads you back to it. So there's your addiction. That's why you cling to things. But wouldn't it be nice to be free? Free to live each day, each moment, and then at the end of the day, you have a nice sleep and wake up the next morning fresh and like a like a little child wakes up fresh and rushes out in the world. But how about you? You wake up and immediately the memories from the day before. Oh, I've got to do this. I forgot to do that. I got to call her. I got to see. So become free. Christ said, who the son sets free is free indeed. Do you understand that to be free from that out there that binds you and enmeshes you and entangles you and addicts you and upsets you and leaves memories in you to be free of that you all you have to do is begin to do the little meditation and then take that attitude but you see how attitude is important Zig Ziglar always said your attitude determines your altitude. So if your attitude is not wanting to be aware, but you can change it all in, in, in a heartbeat, in an instant, by, by wanting to be aware. In, instead of wanting to see yourself as good and wonderful and not be honest and not rock the boat, the minute that you're willing to see your own wrong, that's all. It's a willingness. And the minute, the second, the nanosecond that you want to see the truth, then truth is present. And then you see. And then you do things with awareness. And the other thing, when you do things with awareness, remember what I said? Some, something is flowing through you from the kingdom of God. Christ said, that's where I'm coming from. And that's where I'm going. But he said, you know, unless you believe that I am who I say that I am, the Son of God. Unless that, then you or believe that, then you will die in your sins. So what is dying in your sins? To be connected to the earth, to every little thing, to every little thing you react to it. It leaves an imprint. 
you become addicted to it, upset by it. So you're, you're earthed. And then at the end you go back. That's where you came from. And that's where you go back, like an animal. You're born, you live, you die, and then you go into the ground. So there has to be more to life than that. And there is. Find it. I want to read you something from Colossians 1.13, Paul's epistle to the Colossians. Chapter 1, verse 13, he said, For God has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. The word there that is key is the word translated. I've been talking about a life that comes from God, that is not dependent on external stimuli. The life you have now, the fallen life, is the animal life and the life dependent on external prods. The animal, if you look carefully at animals, you see that they re re react to things in their environment. And the human being, the fallen human being, does the same thing, react. But it becomes painful, and it causes us conflict, because we're not supposed to be reacting just like animals. We're supposed to be flowing from within. We're supposed to have another energy, another source of motivation, another life. And that life comes from God through Christ. And it's the life that we find when we begin on the path. When one day you wake up and you look at yourself and you see that you're just not living right. You're hateful toward other people and irritable and impatient with your children and you, you've been playing the other man's game. You've been doing what the other, what the other said to do. And so you just did it. But it's not really you. And worse yet, as you get older, you begin to have something operating through you. Operating through you. And you find yourself doing things and you don't even know why you're doing them. You keep going back over and over. As I said previously in this little lecture. So you must find this new life that comes from Christ. From his kingdom. And see Christ he leads the way. He showed the way. He was the one who overcame the kingdom of darkness and overcame death. And so you must, you must find his kingdom, the kingdom of God. When you read the Gospels, Christ is always talking about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God. And he said, that's where I'm coming from and that's where I'm going. But he said to those people who didn't believe him and who didn't know that God had sent him, didn't believe that God had sent him, and the people who clung, clung to their anger and clung to their grudges and clung to their resentments and clung to their practices and their all the things that keep them earthbound, those people, he said, cannot go or cannot come where I'm going.
And so, may I recommend that uh, you get started a little bit now. All you have to do is just take a sober look at yourself, but this time instead of resenting what you see. See, you've always resented. See, you remember I said that the animal reacts to everything, and then you went around reacting to everything, reacting with taking umbrage, with getting upset, with getting angry, with getting your feelings hurt, with becoming resentful. And then you reacted to other people's mistakes with judgment, judging them. And then you made another mistake. You also reacted to what you saw about yourself. You became angry at your anger and resentful at your resentment. And you resented your mistakes. And you resented what was in you and operating through you. So now you must learn not to react to other people and not to react to what you see in yourself. Learn to observe calmly other people and their errors without reacting. And learn to observe what's wrong in you without reacting to it. And begin to flow from within, you see. And so, now just see that all of your hatreds, all of your resentments and your grudges, and all of these things, they don't have to be. You can let them go. And you can start afresh. You can start right now. All you have to do is is hear what I'm saying and say yes. You know, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I don't want to hate anymore. And immediately, the moment you yearn for truth, you yearn for something above the swamp, above the bog, something, something, you yearn for it. And then truth is present. And then you see your errors and you regret what you see. And then life begins anew. This time, you can go out and live properly. You begin to, to live with a new energy, an energy that comes from within. It's called love. No, you don't feel it. You don't even know that it's in you, but it's there, and other people sense it. And all you have to do is get the little meditation and begin to live from principle. In other words, let me give you a simple example. When there's a stop sign, well, the car stops at the stop sign. But there's two, two different, totally different motivations for stopping at the stop sign. One person stops at the stop sign because they have to, because they don't want to get a ticket. But another person stops at the stop sign because it's the right thing to do. It's the wise thing to do. Do you see the difference? It makes all the difference in the world. Start to do things because it's the right thing to do and not so that other people won't give you a ticket or get mad at you or disapprove of you. Do it because it's right not to please other people. Do you understand? And life will be sweet and a whole new life will flower. It's so beautiful. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.